Social Zoom Factor, episode 229. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Get paid faster and save time billing and invoicing with our new partner, FreshBooks. Claim your free month by visiting freshbooks.com slash social zoom and enter social zoom factor in the how did you hear about us section. No credit card required. Are you ready to make your dream of owning and launching a business a reality? Our partner HostGator has everything you need to make that dream come to life online. Zoom your business turbo by visiting socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom and save 50% on your hosting package. Again, that's socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom. Save 50% now. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today we're going to cover a very simple yet very important topic. And I just got back from two very huge events with very different audiences. And it really just reiterated the thought that I have always believed in that regardless of the size of your organization that you own or that you're working in or for, at the foundation of digital and social media and branding and content marketing, we all have the same challenges. We all have somewhat the same goals, right? We want to reach a specific audience and we want to be able to sell product or service, right? Even if even if a business owner of a tiny business doesn't understand digital marketing or social media or branding or content or what it can do for them, they do know that they need to reach a specific audience to sell a product or a service or to get the word out there, whatever those objectives are. They're wanting to connect with another human being. Even if that's a human being inside a large organization that is influencing that purchase decision. So when we talk about social media and it being one big fat conversation, which it is, and it's a, it's one big conversation that's made up of multi micro conversations where we're connecting with other humans. It also gives us the opportunity to build relationships. It gives us the opportunity to earn trust and to establish authority and credibility. A lot of the things we've talked about in all the past episodes of Social Zoom Factor podcast that you're listening to right now. But the number one question that I get, regardless of the size of the company that the person is from that's asking me the question when it comes to social media and content is, Pam, what 
content do I create? What content does my audience want from me? Like, how am I going to fill my Facebook page? What am I going to tweet about? What am I going to put on LinkedIn, right? As soon as many business owners, particularly small business owners or people that are new to social media and digital marketing, as soon as they figure out okay, I know my audience. I know they are on Facebook. I know they're on LinkedIn or Twitter or wherever that may be. Then the next question is, okay, what content is going to be valuable to them? And in order to do that, you're going to need to know your audience, right? And today I'm not going into that in this specific podcast. But I will tell you, once you know your audience, then you need to make sure that you are giving them content that is going to help them. So helpful content. So this podcast today, we are going to dive in to 25 ideas of different types of content that you can create to provide value and that will be helpful to your audience. And in order to do that, you're going to need to know your audience. Now, if you don't know your audience, if you don't know what your ideal customer looks like, you need to start there because you can't say my product, my service, I can sell it to anybody. So I am not going to worry about knowing or understanding my audience. I'll tell you, you can go ahead and you can approach social media that way. And chances are very high, like 99% high that you are going to fail, right? One of the number one ways that, that people fail and businesses fail when it comes to social media is not knowing your audience. So if you don't know your audience, if you don't know what platform you should be on, you need to start there. And I encourage you to check out our brand new Social Profit Factor Training Academy. Just go to socialprofitfactor.com and you can learn all about it. So make sure you go check that out. We are opening the doors and we are so excited to be launching it. It is a comprehensive training academy that is going to give you everything you need. And it's going to give you those pillars and the foundation you need to be successful utilizing social media, right? You're going to learn content. You're going to learn audience identification and strategies and segmentation. You're going to learn how to connect with your audience. And then you're also going to learn how to set goals and how to prioritize your time and how to know which social network you should be spending time on. And then we give you the tactics and the strategies to succeed at the top social networks for your audience. So go check it out, socialprofitfactor.com. But for today, we're talking about 25 content ideas that will help you connect with, inspire, and deliver helpful value to your audience. And before we do that, let's talk about what does the word helpful really mean? What does it mean when I say helpful? So according to dictionary.com, as an adjective, helpful is giving or rendering aid or assistance. It's of service. So I think that's really important to think about every word that I just said, giving. So you're giving, right? And it's rendering aid. So aid, think of that word aid. It's helping somebody. Like if you were in pain and somebody was coming to provide you aid, 
you would be very thankful, right? Assistance. You know, I think of that of like somebody helping me stand up when I've fallen down. So assistance along the way, right? And then we have service. And what better word is there of, you know, providing that relevant value from the heart than the word service. So as you're thinking about and prioritizing your content, I think it's really important that you really focus on ways that you can truly be helpful. And to do this, remember the three words, inspire, connect, achieve. When you inspire your audience to connect with you with a goal of helping them achieve their goals, you achieve your goals by default, right? So inspire, connect, achieve. So I think the best way to think about helpful content is, is the content going to help your audience achieve their goals, right? So what is it that your audience needs? And it could be things that they don't want, but they need. They may not want to spend money on something that you offer, but they need it, right? So what is it that they need? What is it that they want, right? And find that sweet spot of content that is not provided to them by everybody else in your industry, right? You don't have to be the the perfect duplicate image of what everybody else is doing. And for me, I know I can write a new blog post, I can publish a podcast, and I have a, a, a small list of people that I know within three to seven days, they will have an exact, almost duplicate blog post or piece of content to whatever I said. And yes, while some people will say that's a form of flattery and I should be complimented, it's also a little bit of plagiarizing, right? So when it comes to content, I believe the best words of advice are not to copy your competitors. You need to know your audience. You need to know what they want and they need from you. And what can you provide to them that is unique? And I know there's some things and there's some industries where you feel like everything's always already been done, okay? But how can you take it to that next level of detail? How can you provide that next level of research, of data, of unique value? Maybe your unique your uniqueness is in the format of which you deliver it. Maybe it's your energy. Maybe it's the structure of a template. Maybe it's the mediums, the communication mediums that you choose. Or maybe it's the fact that you offer it in multiple formats, right? So even if it's you're thinking, it's already been done, bam, there's nothing that I can do that's different in my industry. Yes, there is. The way you deliver it can be different. And even if it has already been done, chances are there are still loads of people, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, that still need that type of content and haven't found it yet from your competitor. And it's you, it's your unique voice. It's the way that you bring perspective to a piece of content, to the communication, to a resource guide that is going to offer that unique helpfulness, okay? So I just wanna inspire you a little bit before we get started. So the number one thing, and these are in no really particular order, but the first idea for helpful content is a reference guide. And this could be something a little technical or or, or something that they just they can reference, something that may be a little bit hard for them to remember. Uh, one example is that we have the social media image sizing chart and guide, right? So it is a multi-page page document that is for the social media platforms. And if you have images on your social profile,
smiles that are blurry or that are not sized properly and you are embarrassed, you want to cover your eyes every time you look at your social profiles, you need our image sizing guide. So I encourage you to go to socialzoomfactor.com slash image guide and you can download exactly what I'm talking about, okay? It also is going to give you, which is number two idea, it's going to give you a whole set of templates, okay, that are Photoshop templates for every single social network, okay? So I encourage you to check that out. So a reference guide is going to help people with something that they have a, maybe a little bit difficulty understanding or remembering. And then a template is going to be something that they can utilize. It's kind of like a, a tool, okay? So for that example, we have the Photoshop templates, right? I also have calendar templates out there. I have all sorts of templates that you can can use and you can take directly into your business to help you achieve your goals. So think about the types of th- guides that you could create for your industry. What type of templates are needed, right? What type of information do people need to reference? Number three is a resource kit. So a resource kit would be combining multiple resources into one download. So that could be, you know, combining a group of branding resources or content marketing resources or Facebook resources, an executive kit, a small business kit. And we've done this a lot. I used to do this a ton back in my corporate days and had great success with it. So when you combine resources into one easy download for people, it makes that really compelling for them to, you know, want to trade maybe their email address to get that information. So the more juicy you can make that content, the more valuable you can make it, the more that person is going to be willing to trade you to get that piece of information, right? Or that resource. Number four are tools and resources. So this again could be a sizing chart. So this uh, this may be something like a content calendar or or maybe a calculator. Uh, we have a, a client uh, who recently just created a pricing calculator, like a cost calculator guide for their type of hardware product. So how much on average would this product save the consumer when they started using it? So it could be a savings calculator, it could be a cost calculator, um, but it's a tool that somebody is going to be able to use that's going to bring them value, okay? Number five is a worksheet. So this may be like a goal planning worksheet or any type of planning worksheet, or let's say you're offering a free webinar, you could utilize a worksheet uh, that goes along with that conversation. You're doing a Facebook live video. You could offer a worksheet that you utilize during that educational um, conversation. Number six is a white paper. So white paper, I love, I've been using white papers for 20 plus years in my career and they still work great, right? So a white paper is just basically information that you are compiling and putting into a document that's available for a virtual download. And usually they are very educational. They are not spammy. Um, You can obviously reference your 
uh, brand and your business in the white paper, but you don't want it to just be a piece of collateral. Like you want it to be a guide, um, something that people are going to be able to reference. Maybe there's steps included in there. There's third-party quotes included in there. Uh, there's information that's going to be useful. I have people in small businesses all the way up to Fortune 10 brands who have downloaded our white papers and different things that we've created. And they've told me they've made posters out of them and hung them in their office for their team and their management to be able to see and to understand the foundations of social media that they were trying to preach and get across, okay? So you never know what a 10 tips white paper, how much that's helping your your target customer, okay? Number seven is research with industry statistics and data. So when you take the time to do research and you research your industry, you research a, a larger ecosystem and you bring that data back back to people. People love that. And it also really helps you establish yourself as an authority, as a leader in your industry. And it's going to not just, you know, position you as a leader, you are going to learn in the process. So it's not just about the marketing aspect of that, but it's that you are taking time to understand your industry and to understand what's happening in your industry, in your specific niche. And so when you bring research and data to your content, it brings trust and authority to you and your brand. So I highly encourage you to include that. Um, And statistics happen to be some of the most shared content on social media. And when I first started out back in late 2009, early 2010, um, and I hopped on Twitter around that time, you know, statistics were something that I shared every single day, right? I really focused on third-party content and sharing industry news, which I still do, and statistics. Recently, I haven't had as much time as I would like to share that information because we're so busy with clients and some things going on. But particularly if you're just starting out, I really encourage you to make sure that you make industry data a big component of what you share if you can on a daily basis. And then number eight are, I love these, it's so simple, but so value-packed, are frequently asked questions, right? So Think about the questions that you get from your customer on a daily basis. If you, you know, are servicing your customer, maybe you have a, a retail shop or you have a yogurt shop or you have a salon or you are online, maybe you're in a B2B scenario and you know the types of questions that are coming in for your hardware, your software, your service product. Make a list of those questions and put those into a document, put those into a podcast, right? Um, start to create other content out of those FAQs. I have found that a lot of times one FAQ can turn into an entire series of evergreen content, content that can stick around your blog and your website, your podcast, your video series for a long time. So FAQs are super powerful. Number nine is tips. So these are kind of the tips and the how to, how to do a certain thing, how to, you know, make your hair look a certain way if you were a salon, how to achieve an ROI in social media. I talk a lot about that, how to get on Facebook, how to develop a content strategy, how to do A, B, C, and D, right? And the more that you can help people learn, um, the better that they are going to be able to come and fall in love with you and your brand, right? When you help people achieve something that they didn't know how to achieve and you're giving them the steps and the how to do that, they're, they're always going to remember you for that. Number 10 would be a video tutorial, 
So this might go right along with the tips that could go along with the FAQs, um, but you would do a video tutorial showing exactly how to do something. We work with a ton of salons. So we're partnered up with L'Oreal and Redken right now and doing a ton of things for their 150,000 salons. And uh, that, you know, in the salon business, I think it's a great example. They have so many things that they can be teaching when it comes to hair and beauty, because, you know, I always am telling them, they're asking like, I don't know what I'm going to do a video about. I'm like, think of your customer. We don't know how to do the things with our hair that our stylist does to us, right? So that's why I think this example works so well. When we, when we as women or men go into the salon, we come out and we look beautiful and we get home and we're like, okay, how did she do that? Right? We have no idea how to blow dry our hair that way. Um, so regardless what business you're in, your clients probably feel the exact same way. Like Pam makes it look so easy to just build a community on social media and build her brand and do these things. You know, well, she's just been doing this forever. That's why she does it. I, and that's why I always focus on making my content as simple as I possibly can. I try to take it down to that lowest common denominator. And I oftentimes will get pushback from some of my peers in the industry. And they will say, why do you do all these how-tos and these tips and these things? You know, why aren't you talking more at the thought leadership level? And I do some of that, but I know for a fact, I look at the data, I live in the data. We make a lot of data-driven decisions. And I know that my audience loves the how-to information. I know that you love the tips. I know that you probably listened to this podcast because you knew you were going to get 25 ideas. Am I right? If I'm right, please tweet me and let me know that or send me a note and let me know that. Leave me a review on the podcast iTunes and let me know that you enjoy this type of content. Um, Number 11 is a slide share presentation or a keynote deck, right? So if you're out there giving presentations, if you're out there training people already, um, if you just maybe love working in PowerPoint or keynote, create a presentation and put it out on SlideShare, you will get high value out of that. I mean, we have some SlideShare presentations that have over half a million views on them. I think one of them we have has close to a million views on them on SlideShare, right? And then you can embed those into blog posts, you can put those on your LinkedIn profile, and the list goes on, right? But SlideShare is great if you already have presentations or if you want to start creating those um, and you can, it's, you know, it gives you an opportunity visually to share your story, share your brand, share helpful information, share tips and strategies. Don't just use it to sell yourself, mate. Remember, we're talking about helpful content. Number 12 is podcast. So something like you're listening to right now, have you thought about maybe creating a podcast that gives your customers an audio version of tips and strategies and your your thoughts and your perspective and your opinion on how you can help them solve their problem? If you haven't thought about a podcast, I highly encourage you to do so. It's one of our top lead generation tactics that we use. It connects us with all different sorts of partners and brands and customers. It is a very powerful medium for you to be able to share and get across more information than you might be able to do through the written word. And that's one of the main reasons that I started a podcast is people were wanting me to go deeper than what I could go in a blog post. And they were like, I need to know more. I need to know more 
like, what is in your head, Pam? I had so many people tell me that at live events when I would meet them. I wish I could just sit and listen to you for half of a day. So that's why we launched the podcast. And at first I was thinking about bringing people on to interview them. And I still may be doing that more in the future. But the data shows us that people like to hear me do these solo podcasts more than they like the interviews at this time. So that's why a lot of these have been very much how-to, focused on strategies and tactics, because I know that's what my audience likes, right? We get over 100,000 downloads per month. So something's working. And I know my audience, I know they're busy. They don't have time to watch live video. They're not sitting in front of their, their computer watching live video all day. They're working. My target audience is working almost all day, right? And so when they're listening to the podcast, they're usually multitasking or they're driving in their car or they're working out and they're able to do other things. They're able to do email. They're able to, you know, look at a TV while they're listening at the gym. Um, I've seen pictures and all sorts of scenarios, you know, sent to me of people sharing how they're utilizing it. So that's why you want to know how is your audience uh, reviewing information? How do they like to learn? Ask them, right? If you don't know the answers to the question, ask them. Okay. We have 13 more ideas for you for helpful content. But before we go there, we need to hear a few words from our sponsors because they are what makes this podcast keep zooming. So please, please give them a listen and I'll be right back. I have so much time to do invoicing and manage my expenses is not something you hear most entrepreneurs and small business leaders ever say. Getting some of that very precious time back is something our new partner FreshBooks can help you with. You can streamline invoicing and get paid online faster. Using FreshBooks, it takes approximately 30 seconds to create and send an invoice. Easily add your own logo and color scheme that reflects your brand. Do you have those clients that seem to always be late in payments? FreshBooks can help send late payment reminders to your clients automatically so you don't have to chase them down. FreshBooks is offering a month of unrestricted use to all of our listeners totally free right now and you don't even need a credit card. Just head on over to freshbooks.com slash social zoom and enter social zoom factor in the how did you hear about a section. Again, that is freshbooks.com dot com slash social zoom and no credit card is required. Do you have a big dream to launch your business online, but stuck with how to get started? The social and digital web today can be overwhelming, even to the most seasoned business and marketing leaders. Well, regardless of your experience, have no fear. Our partner HostGator can help you not only secure your business domain, help you set up hosting, but they can also help you get started with your first website, e-commerce site, blog, SEO services, and more. Their cloud and other services scale with you as your business grows. From shared VPS to dedicated servers, we host all of our sites on HostGator and I love that their support is available 24-7, 365 days of the year via chat, phone, and email. Get started today and save 50% by visiting socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom. Again, that is socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for an immediate 50% savings now. Okay, I'm back. Idea number 13 is Miss Debunked. And that is M-Y-T-H-S. I always have a hard time saying that word. So what are the myths that are out there regarding your industry? 
right? One of mine, for example, is that social media is free. And I remember when I first started my agency back in late 2009, it was actually early 2010, I went to these networking group meetings in Tampa, Florida, where we were living at the time. We're now in Orlando. And I can remember there were all these people that were trying to learn marketing and get into the business. And they would go to these network meetings. And I remember this girl would say, come work with me. Social media is free, right? Social media is not free, my friends. Social media takes your greatest asset, which is what? Do you know the answer to this question? Are you raising your hand? The answer is time, right? Social media takes your greatest asset, which is time. So therefore it is not free. And now that we're in a pay to play versus organic world of social media, organic reach is getting so much harder. It also takes your money. You also have to reach into your pocketbook and get that credit card, right? To pay for Facebook advertising and that type of thing. So what are the myths in your industry that people believe that are not true? You need to make sure you educate your audience as to why those things are not true, okay? Those are, that's some easy content to create. Number 14 is how can you help your audience overcome fears? So what are the fears that they have in moving forward in something that they would buy from you or in moving forward in something in your industry. So example for my industry, people are afraid of social media because they don't want to put themselves out there. They may be afraid of social media because they don't know how to do digital marketing. They don't know how to brand themselves. They don't feel confident on a social network. So that's why my content has always, always focused on helping build confidence, helping people know they can do it right? So you can have a successful business utilizing social media. I tell you that all the time. You can do it. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. You just need to have somebody that's going to help you with the right strategies and tactics to get there. And that's exactly why we launched the Social Profit Factor Training Academy. Go to socialprofitfactor.com to help you to help that small business. We're taking the same strategies and tactics that large companies paid us up to $40,000 plus for. We're putting that into an academy that's very affordable to you. You're going to get the same resources, tips, and strategies that we have used with some of the biggest businesses in the world. And we're packaging that up specifically for smaller business and people even working inside a corporation to figure these things out. Number 15 is problem solving. And don't overcomplicate this one. I want you to really focus on simply identifying the key problems that your target customers have. Okay. So who is your customer? And what problems do they have? And then what I want you to do is to focus on the solution more than you do the problem. So when you identify problems your customers have, fears that your customers have, then you can focus on how you can mitigate that pain. What's the pain that your customer fears, right? What is the pain that they have every day that they work in their business? How are you going to mitigate risk and solve that pain? What's keeping them up at night? When they wake up at two in the morning and they're thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to complete this? You need to solve for this. What is the thing that's keeping them up and how can you relieve that stress? How can you relieve that worry? How can you relieve, maybe it's a sinkhole of money that they're pouring into. When you really focus on the problems your customer has. And particularly if you have an offering that solves those problems, then your customer, your ideal customer, even if they're not your customer yet, 
and you're helping them solve those problems with content, you're going to be their hero almost immediately because they're going to be like, wow, I had that problem. That problem has been pounding at me and in my face for the past five, 10 years. And Pam Moore just solved that problem in one podcast or in one white paper. Okay. That's what you want to do. You want to be the problem solver. Number 16 is calculators. Okay. So we talked a little bit about this when we talked about the tools and the resources earlier, but I want you to really think about a calculator. How can you create a spreadsheet? How can you create an online calculator that maybe helps your customer improve ROI? So if they need to buy certain products and services from you, how can you best help them make that decision financially with a calculator? How could you show them maybe how to to better achieve efficiencies with your product with a calculator? How can you show them how to increase ROI? Whatever it may be for your industry and your services, calculators are great because they are based on data. And data brings with it authority and trust because it's not just from opinion. You are sharing with them data and knowledge that's helping them make a decision, right, based on numbers. Number 17 is proven formulas, proven systems, okay? And the key word here is proven. So something you have that you know brings results and then you are giving them that formula to success, okay? So it's the secret to success, which is number 18. Secrets to success. How can you show them success? How can they learn from where you have already had success, right? You're giving them secrets. You're giving them things that you don't normally share with your entire audience, right? For example, that's what I do in a lot of my white papers. That's what we do in some of our resource kits. That's definitely what we're doing in our social profit factor or training academy. I'm giving you the secrets to how we have serviced our customers in our agency since 2010. I'm giving you the secrets to how I have done marketing and branding and digital for the past 20 plus years, right? That's what people are going to get at a fraction of the cost in that course. When you give those secrets, when you share proven formulas, people will then want to spend more money with you, right? When you start to give this helpful content away, then they're going to come to you when they can't do it anymore by themselves and they're really needing to take it to the next level. 19 is a step-by-step plan. So where you're saying step-by-step what they need to do to achieve whatever that goal and objective is. A great example that we have here is our white paper of how to get your social media budget approved. And you can download that at socialzoomfactor.com slash social media budget, right? So in that document, I share with you exact steps that you need to take to get your budget approved. If you work inside of a large organization, medium-sized organization, or even small, and you need to get investors on board or your board of directors on board or your manager on board, that white paper gives you some ideas of how to get your budget approved step by step. So you don't need to be boiling the ocean if you're trying to get your budget approved. You need to start with a 30, 60, 90, six day, six month plan. Did you know that? 
well, if you don't, you probably should go download that white paper. Uh, And I have had so many people tell me, professionals, let me know how valuable that resource has been to them and that they have been able to get their budgets approved. Again, it's a proven formula. Why? Because it's the same formula we have utilized with numerous clients in helping them achieve success in getting their budgets approved. Okay. Because the one thing in business, there is no marketing director. There's no CEO that comes to us and says, Hey, Pam, I have so much money and so much time to spend on social media. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Wrong. Right. It's usually, how am I going to find a way to get this done? Number 20 is simply interview industry experts. Okay. So when you start to build authority in your local niche, or maybe you're just starting, you want to you know, start building relationships with some industry experts and influencers in your specific industry. And once you start to establish that, then you can reach out to them and you can interview them. Okay. So you can maybe just send them a list of questions via email and say, Hey, I'm doing, you know, a roundup blog post or an expert series in a blog series. And I'm wondering if I could interview you. I, we can do it however you'd like. I'd like to just send you maybe three questions or maybe one question. And then what you can do is publish those answers to your blog, maybe to a podcast, to a video, to a white paper. Okay. And then there you're also establishing authority. You're establishing trust. You're showing that your network is bigger than just you. And you're tapping into the power of the OPC, other people's content and other people's community that we talk a lot about on this platform. Um, Also, number 21 kind of digs into this too. So a crowdsourced white paper or resource guide ebook, whatever that may be. So same type of thing here where we'll go out to a list of people and then we will ask them if they would like to participate in the development of a nice little ebook or a white paper or some type of guide. They can share their opinions. I get asked to do these things almost on a daily basis. And I honestly wish I had time to do more of them. I'm going to start participating in more of them. So if you have a guide you would like me to be a part of, let me know. And I promise in the rest of 2017 and going forward, I will be making more time for this. Um, But crowdsourcing content basically just means you're, you're, you know, tapping into the knowledge and the mindshare and, and resource of other people to create one compelling, amazing document um, or, or resource, whatever format that may be in that your target audience can benefit from. And people love to read, you know, perspectives and opinions from other people, particularly if they are experts in their field. Number 22 is cheat sheets, right? And so this is an easy one. So just create a little cheat sheet for things that they need to remember. And we do a lot of these, um, particularly in our social profit factor course. You know, we have all kinds of them for Facebook and the different, you know, social networks where just a little little one pager, two pager that people can hang in their office if they're wanting to remember a specific thing. Uh, Cheat sheets are great for kind of those hard to remember things or, or topics that are really detailed. Uh, We talked about the image sizing guide earlier. And, um, you know, that's a great little cheat sheet too. So we're working on some of those for Facebook and some of the other platforms that we'll be launching very soon. So I encourage you to keep your eyes open and we'll be sure to let you know about those. But cheat sheets are great. um, And they're great, particularly when you you develop them so somebody can hang them in their office or hang them in their cubicle. And then you, you know, you put your logo on there and that's a great reminder that they received helpful information from you. 
Number 23 is a mini class or a master class. So this could be a webinar. This could be a uh, automated webinar, one that plays automatically at any time, or maybe it's a live webinar. It could be a class that you deliver through live video. Maybe you're using Periscope or Facebook Live or in, in person, and then you record it. But you know, maybe a little mini course on one of the, the topics that you cover as part of your business. Even if you're in a service business, I don't care if it's a hair business, financial business, you know, you could teach a little mini or master class on what it is you do, right? And, and kind of package it up as a course. It doesn't mean it needs to be super fancy, but it's like you're taking the time to make it a mini curriculum and, and steps that you're following with learning objectives and outcomes that people are going to achieve as part of that. Number 24 is case study. So this one is easy, but difficult at the same time if you don't have case studies. So a case study would be an example, it's kind of like a testimonial taken to the next level, okay? So do you have a customer uh, where you have serviced them in the past, maybe even very recently, that had amazing results, okay? So if you can work with that customer and get them to agree to share their results, and hopefully they'll give you a, a testimonial out of it as well, but a case study just shows what the problem was, uh, what the solution was how you help that customer achieve that goal and solve that problem, right? So it's a great way for your target and ideal customer to see and learn from a third party, maybe hopefully somebody like them, of how your products and services can help them. They're, they're learning from a peer, somebody that's in your industry, in your niche, that has the same problems that they do, and then they're able to see how your business, your products, or your services solved that problem. Now, if you're just starting out and you do not have a case study yet, this is where you can look to third-party case studies. So you can make Google your best friend, find some other case studies in the industry, maybe partner with some other leaders in your space and study a customer that they have worked with, maybe even interview them. So get creative here. If you're just starting and you don't have case studies, make sure that you find some others in the industry that you can leverage to show the types of products and services that you are delivering, how those can provide value. Now, I'm not saying lie and make it up and act like it's your own. Just make sure that you are giving credit where credit is due, but still highlighting that case study. And there's still a lot of value in those. And I've done a lot of this in some of my blog posts where I reference third-party scenarios, right? Whether they be good or bad, always things that we can learn from. And last but not least is number 25. And I know I could go on forever with ideas here, but I really tried to pick 25 really good ideas for you for helpful content. So 25 is your perspective and opinion, your story that can inspire, empower, educate, excite, ignite, make people want to move forward in their life and business. By sharing your perspective, by sharing your opinion, by sharing your story, a lot of times you can connect with people in such a human way that you don't even know how human it is, right? And there have been times in my career that I have shared very personal 
situations and I've done this through video and I have been amazed how people have come back to me and said it was that one video that made me fall in love with you, Pam. It was that one video that helped me understand what you were about, right? And years ago, there was a video I did when we were really making some huge changes in our life to follow the dream of being an entrepreneur. And I recorded a video where I was leaving our dream home to move into another home. It was a smaller home at that time. And now we're back to the same size home as our dream home. But we were making some huge changes. I mean, I went from a Lexus SUV down to a Volkswagen Bug for a year, a couple years. And I was so vulnerable. And I shared that on a video on YouTube. And that video, I, I replay every once in a while and I'll repost to my social channels. And, you know, it's really about uh, following your heart and following your dreams. And, and every time I post that, people will come back to me and say, I love hearing your story. Like it you have inspired me so much. And I recently did that and found out I had several friends locally that were starting to venture out into their own changes. And one of them owns a new CrossFit box and we're helping them. So you never know by sharing your perspective and your opinion and your story, how much that's going to help somebody, right? They want to know that you're human. They want to know that you're real. They want to know that you have struggles and that you're not perfect, right? Um, now, be careful that when you're sharing your story that you're not just blabbing about yourself all day. That doesn't mean we sit on Facebook Live and we sit on Periscope and Snapchat and all these platforms, Instagram stories, and just blah, 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 like you all want to know about me, right? I'm, I'm saying share your story when there is the right time, when you have something interesting to share. And I know social media is made up of us all sharing our life all the time. And we share our opinions all the time. And that's just part of what it is. But when you're thinking about helpful content as a content asset, that's different than rambling all day, every day. And when you're sharing your story in a compelling way, you're thinking about that story. It has a beginning, it has a middle, and and it has a purpose, right? Now, that doesn't mean it has to be perfect. So like the video example that I gave you of the humble story that I shared, uh, it wasn't a perfect story. I shared my opinion that day. I shared my thoughts that day and it was real and it was raw and it was less than five minutes long. And that has been a very powerful content asset for us. I also share my perspective and my opinion on multiple uh, mediums that we use. You know that every podcast you listen to here, you're getting my opinion. You're getting my perspective, right? Same thing on my blog. I've always been known to get real. That's why we have Get Real Chat where we can get real on things that are impacting our business and our life today. And we can, you know, peel back the layers and help one another grow. So there you have it. 25 ideas for you to create and provide helpful content to your audience on a regular basis. So I hope you've learned a lot today. And I know you've probably heard of a lot of these things, but I hope that I've maybe inspired you to actually do them. And to do them in a very compelling and in a, a way that is high quality because these types of resources, most of these that I shared with you today, these are not resources that you just throw out there. These are resources that you're going to take time to think about. A lot of these you're going to think about visually. How am I visually sharing this? Because our brain processes visuals 60,000 times faster than it does text. You know that stat because I've taught you that stat. 
on past episodes and blog posts and the list goes on. But I want you to think about the visuals. I want you to think about the way your content is laid out. I want you to not overthink it, but when you're creating a white paper, I want you to think about the way you're laying out that content on the page. I want you to think about the flow of that content. When you're doing a video tutorial, I want you to plan what you're going to cover in that video tutorial. I want you to plan your intro and your outro of how you're going to introduce yourself. And I don't know about you, but for me, the intro of a video is probably the hardest thing where, I, where I'm talking about myself instead of just doing the teaching the topic that I'm teaching, right? I always end up rambling too much on the intro. So I've learned over time, that's where you really need to practice a lot of times the intro, practice the outro, practice what is that call to action. And remember, practice makes perfect and we need to embrace imperfect perfection. So none of these things needs to be perfect before you launch it. Pick one and get started. Pick two and then go with number two, right? So so tackle one and then go to the next level. You can do this. You can create content that is helpful, that is compelling, and that is going to provide your audience with value. I wish you the best of success, and I do hope that you will come see us on the Social Profit Factor Academy. Go to socialprofitfactor.com. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.